Which is easier? I'm a little bit embarrassed to admit how often that question influences the decisions I make. When my wife, Beamy, asks, for example, something like, what should we make for dinner, this dish or that one? I usually respond, well, which is easier? One of my New Year's resolutions, maybe yours is too, is to exercise regularly again. So I subscribe to an online on-demand exercise service. They have tons of different workout programs to choose from. And I must admit that I selected a program that was advertised as easier than most of the others. I often choose to do that which is easier. Something that's common in our household is the WYU technique. That's what I like to call it. It's a technique that I have learned to perfect. Although it wasn't hard for me to perfect because I had a good teacher in my dad who also perfected this technique. You know what I'm talking about, right? When I say WYU technique. It's like when you and your spouse or maybe you and your sibling are relaxing on the couch. Maybe you are enjoying a TV show or reading a nice book and all of a sudden you get a craving for a snack or a nice cold drink. But you are really comfortable on that couch. You don't want to pause what you're watching or put down what you're reading. So you wait, hoping that your spouse or your sibling is going to eventually get up. Or if you're really sinister, you will say something like, Hey babe, did you see that piece of mail that came in for you today? I left it back on the kitchen counter for you to take a look at. It seemed really important. And then your spouse gets up to go look for it and says, Oh, it's just junk mail. Oh, really? Oh, I, I was way off. Sorry about that. But hey, while you're up, would you mind grabbing me some chips to snack on? Do you mind getting me a nice cold drink? Now, of course, I wouldn't really do something like that to my wife. Uh, but if Beamy does happen to get up, I will try to take advantage of it. And she does this just as much to me as I do it to her. But I will take advantage of that because I often choose to do that which is easier. Maybe you look for the easier choice, the easier path, like I do so often. And maybe that's not always a bad thing. I mean, life is hard enough as it is. Something we were especially reminded of in 2020. And it's not like things have started off smoothly in 2021 either. Life is hard enough. Which is why I think you and I should contemplate today that question. Which is easier? Although I invite you to contemplate it not in the way that I sometimes use that phrase to make decisions. But in the way that Jesus uses that phrase in Mark chapter 2. We are continuing our series in the Gospel of Mark that Pastor Kazar so powerfully kicked off for us last week. And we are landing today in Mark chapter 2, starting in verse 1. I'd like to read it with you. A few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come home. They gathered in such large numbers that there was no room left, not even outside the door. And he preached the word to them. Some men came, bringing to him a paralyzed man carried by four of them. 
Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it and then lowered the mat the man was lying on. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now some teachers of the law were sitting there thinking to themselves, Why does this fellow talk like that? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Immediately, Jesus knew in his spirit that this was what they were thinking in their hearts. And he said to them, why are you thinking these things? Which is easier? To say to this paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven? Or to say, get up, take your mat and walk? But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the man, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. He got up, took his mat, and walked out in full view of them all. This amazed everyone, and they praised God, saying, We have never seen anything like this. Pretty amazing story. But did you catch that amazing moment when Jesus asks the question, which is easier, to say your sins are forgiven or to get up and take your mat and walk? These four friends with incredible faith have brought their friend to be healed by Jesus. But Jesus won't settle for just a simple healing of the body. He wants to heal the soul, a soul that I can only assume is even more broken than his body was because of the countless judgments he no doubt received about his condition being a result of some grave sin that he or his family had committed. The expectation of these four men who had gone to all this trouble to bring their friend before Jesus, they expect Jesus to just say, I heal you. But yet Jesus' first reply is, I forgive you. They are expecting Jesus to heal the body. But Jesus wants to heal on the spiritual level. They want Jesus to give uh, uh, the man a new body so he can walk. Jesus gives grace so that he can truly live. As Jesus chooses to bring healing on this level, the level of the heart spiritual level, the Pharisees start to grumble in their minds. This is blasphemy, they say. Only God can forgive sins. The Pharisees learn an important lesson in this moment. Don't think something that you don't want Jesus to hear. And their grumbling hearts lead Jesus to ask that incredible question. Which is easier? Jesus asks. To tell this paralyzed man you are forgiven or to tell him, stand up, take your mat and walk. Which is easier? Jesus asks. I would like to read to you some thoughts about this question. That question that Jesus asks from Max Lucado's book entitled, He Still Moves Stones. He says this. You answer that question, which is easier for Jesus, to forgive a soul 
or heal a body? Which caused Jesus less pain, providing this man with health or providing this man with heaven? To heal the man's body took a simple command. To forgive the man's sin took Jesus' blood. The first was done in the house of friends, the second on a hill with thieves. One took a word, the other took his body. One took a moment, the other took his life. Which was easier? Jesus already knows the road to grace is not an easy one. He already knows the costly price of forgiveness. But he offers it anyway. This past year has been anything but easy. I know many of you, family, are suffering through so much right now. But today we have gathered together at the supper table of our Lord to celebrate how Jesus didn't choose what was easier. Rather, he willingly hung on a tool of torture as a substitution for every mistake that you and I would ever make. And because he didn't make the easy choice, we can come to him today in our brokenness and find true healing. Healing that isn't just physical, but spiritual. That isn't just temporal, but eternal. As we move now into our communion service, we're going to give some time for you and your household to wash feet together. And then after about 10 minutes, we are going to partake of the emblems together. And as we move into our communion service together, my prayer is that you will sense Jesus saying those healing words to you. Your sins are forgiven. As we now move into the part of our service where we will partake of these powerful symbols of the forgiveness that Jesus offers us. I want to invite first Pastor Ken to lead us in a blessing over the bread. Father in heaven, as we take this bread in our hands now, this emblem that represents the extent to which your love led you to go, your body broken for us, your life poured out for us. We pray, Lord, that you would bless this emblem. And just as it becomes a part of our bodies now, as we partake of it, we pray that your love and grace expressed through it might become a part of our lives as well. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, Paul says this to the believers, For I received from the Lord that which I delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me.
Now I'd like to invite Pastor Viana to lead us in a blessing over the juice. Let us pray. God, thank you so much for this symbol of blood, the blood that has been shed for the forgiveness of our sins. And we remember your sacrifice. And yet we are also so grateful because there is nothing stronger that connects us to you than your blood. So may this be a moment where we connect with you in the deepest of ways. We pray this in your name. Amen. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance me. Amen. I'm so grateful for the fact that Jesus was willing to not just do what was easy, but laid down his life for the forgiveness of our sins. If there was anything that ever told you that Jesus is for you, it would be that, the lengths that he went to save you and I. We're going to hear a song right now from Grace Kim about how God is for us, about how he is always with us. And may you find comfort knowing that Jesus really is for you because he was willing to do for you that which was not easy. Dear church family, thank you so much for your support and prayer. Out of my thankfulness during this short period of time in between chemo treatments, when I can have the opportunity to sing and play the piano again, I want to share the song called The Blessing. During my health journey, the greatest blessing is, has been to have God's presence with me, his peace and love overflowing to comfort me, and when in dark times, his face illuminating to provide for my every need. And that's what this song is about.
a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children may his favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children may his presence go before you and behind you and beside you all around you and within you he is with you he is with you in the morning in the evening in your coming and your going and your weeping and your rejoicing he is for you 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 he is for Let us pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much that you are a God who is for us, that you were willing to not do what was easy so that we could be with you for eternity, so that we could find healing at the level of our souls, Lord, where it really matters. Thank you, God, that you're always with us, that you never leave us and forsake us even now, but we have that hope of being with you because of what you did for us, being with you for all eternity. Lord, thank you again for the cross and your willingness to endure it for us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.